also we were trying to explain this movie to my sweet mom and she kept thinking that we were saying park whore <laughs> because apparently i have a whore mouth and i just swear all the time which is accurate but damn b the park is where whores hang out She's like, are you saying park whore and we're like <laughs> uh no quill wheaton we're saying parkour there are good movies and there are great movies but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema we are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question would you watch it again i'm jay and i'm joined by dave Howdy. and casey you know wu-tang's for the children every month one of us has to pick a movie based on that <laughs> month's theme casey what's this month's theme we all know Wu-Tang is forever, but unfortunately, Kill a Bee Month is only four Sundays long, meaning only four <laughs> chances to see what the clan has to offer cinematically. Last week, Jay brought Sinners and Saints, which had all of five minutes of fucking Method Man in it. I know. Dave, can you do us one better? Yeah, well, you could be forgiven so far this month for thinking that the Wu-Tang Clan was apparently just Method Man. Because those two weeks in a row, <laughs> we've done movies where he was our representative. So this week, starring Paul Walker, David Bell, and RZA, we watched Brick Mansions from 2014. All right, Dave. We're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. You wake up from a three-week bender to find that you are mysteriously on the other side of a military border in the middle of the poorest and most decrepit part of Detroit. In the 10 seconds before your new overlord, Riza, decides your fate, sell us on this movie. A Fast and Furious remake of a flippy French kung fu film that fizzles out just like its Neutron Bomb plot device. Six like a freshly seconds. fucked fox during a February yeah. forest fire, Dave. I, God damn. That was great, Dave. I don't know why I went all like movie critic on this one, but I really like the original <laughs> that this is based off of. So it was not coming in from a good place. I think we have at least like four credits in like a film critic degree program. We've watched a lot of movies and we like to bitch. I'm great at bitching. Casey, while Riz is deciding my fate, you decided that you needed to rest a little bit from watching all of this. And unfortunately, you just sat on the hood of Riz's prized Mustang, uh, which, oh, as no. we learned in this movie, is the worst possible thing you can do. So you now have about 10 seconds before he notices and guns you down for the offense. In that time, sell us on this movie. A kangaroo in a man costume must save his mate from getting launched into Joe Louis Arena by my third favorite Wu-Tang Clan member. Also, Paul Walker's in this, I guess. <laughs> Eight seconds. Nice, Case. I like that you just tack Paul Walker on. Yeah. It took Eight. me a second to figure out the kangaroo in a man costume, but yeah, that, that mostly checks out for David Bell. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. his thing. He made parkour, right. and I don't mean that like, oh, he made... No, he fucking physically made parkour. He's oh, yeah. a kangaroo. He's, he's the inventor of the sport of parkour, and just a terrifying freak of a human being in the way that he is able to move. He is the exact opposite of my jumping abilities. When I jump, I don't leave the ground. Like I just don't leave the ground. This guy can just, he's a human flea. It's bizarre. All right. Let's I'm go so over jealous. the movie that I'm shitty so cinema watched. 
It's 2018 Detroit, as imagined from 2014, and the Brick Mansions is an ironically named failed housing project that happens to be in the way of where the evil mayor wants to build some condos. So rather than go through the hellscape that is reality, evil mayor plants a bomb and sends in Paul Walker, aka Damien, to disarm it. Even that actually turns out to be part of his evil plan because Damien's dad was killed by Brick Mansion's mayor and local weapons slash drug dealer slash artisanal line cook Tremaine. I'm fucking sorry, Dave. I noticed that you called Tremaine a criminal and not a freedom fighter. Plus, it's Riza. The government stopped providing services and Tremaine is just looking out for his community. Plus, he's a businessman, so he's like all out in abducting women to lure their boyfriends back to like profit it. Oh. You see a need, right? You gotta fill is it. Is it trafficking or is it boomeranging? <laughs> He's not really taking them in or out anywhere because you can't leave brick mansions. So it's it, isn't it just like boomeranging people around? <laughs> it's like leasing your wife. So while Paul is getting his orders, Lino, played by the literal inventor of parkour, David Bell, is busy dumping a metric book ton of cocaine down the tub and barely hops away, presumably as he has with every other problem he's had for the last 44 years of his life. I would. <laughs> Rizzo decides the only way to catch human Tigger is to grab Lino's honeypot, Lola. Lola is brought to Rizzo's command post just in time to be broken up by Lino again, and surprisingly, they both make it to freedom. Bad news, however, the military police are on Rizzo's payroll and keep Lola and send Lino's ass to jail. Paul Walker still definitely needs a partner, though, so he breaks Lino out of Pokey, and they pair up. And then unpair, and then repair, I don't know, whatever. They, they, they do the thing. It wasn't toxic, but it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> they confront Rizzo about the bomb and are about to put in the disarm cone when they realize that it is really the on button. With their three heads together, Rizzo, Paul, and Lino figure out that only was the mayor trying to murder them and get rid of the downtown DMZ, but also was behind the murder of Paul Walker's dad. What? This guy seems exceptionally evil. Like, he must have a great team Comically. around him. Like, he's this good at picking Detroit, people baby. because it takes time to be that evil. You've got to, like, that take that's a lot of choreography. Yep. And he's running the city. Why is it? No, why is it specifically anyone who is playing the mayor of Detroit is always evil? Always um, evil. I'm going to raise and my hand and say, why did they whitewash Kwame Kilpatrick? Because <laughs> that's some Kwame Kilpatrick I shit. Knew, Fuck I knew it. there was going to be a Kwame joke. Let's have a bomb. Let's have a bomb about it. <laughs> Listen, uh. you're right, though. Like RoboCop, right? Robocop, and they're always subservient to corporate interests, too. Yeah. So what do we know about Detroit? Pop culture about Detroit. Evil mayor subservient to corporate interests. And I it's mean, a rock city. I know, right? I, mm. Well, I'd like to say wrong, Kiss, baby. Look at everything that has Ford stamped on it. I guess the unrealistic part is walling off a huge chunk of Detroit and having thousands of people inside of it. Because... I'm sorry, unless Illich wants that wall, you can't afford the wall. The new D-E-T-B-F-F-S-V-U Super Squad Love bull rushes show. City Hall and gets the mayor to admit everything, all while recording it. Mayor Eagles bad and goes to jail, and the newly chummy trio has absolutely no repercussions and fucks off into a happy ending. Yay, accountability. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, Rizza is running for mayor. 
Well, he just appoints himself the Brick Mansion's mayor. No, no, no. He's running for actual mayor at the end of the film. Yeah, all mayor. This feels like a tap out shirt Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> yeah, that's like, you know how really they used accurate, to have right. like yes. the Globetrotters come in. Like, what if they had like Chuck Liddell come to Brick Mansions and like, all right, let's make the Scooby Doo episode. It, everybody's like, okay. We're done now. We all committed horrible crimes, but everything's fine. Bye. Bye. We're not as bad as the mayor. They could only take one. (laughs) (laughs) The jailer brought his coop, so. The the mayor is clearly just supposed to be evil, right? Yeah, I mean, he uh, he wants to set off a nuclear bomb inside of Detroit because it'll only kill the poor people, so it's fine. Wait, was he mean to the server at the restaurant? That's how I tell. Was he mean to the server at the restaurant? <laughs> we don't get to see their interaction, but I assume so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to assume so. All right. Well, the name of the month is the Killer Bee. We're looking at Wu-Tang Clan. So let's get right into our Wu-Tang Clan member of okay. the week. Riza as the drug dealer slash kingpin slash mayoral candidate Tremaine. How do you guys feel about him? Slash chef, bro. (laughs) He did almost as much cooking as he did killing in this film. You gotta eat. I loved that he's introduced with a stereotypical evil villain moment where his henchman walks in and he starts off on a speech about his grandma's recipe and Uh how important it is to get everything just right. But she doesn't like it that spicy. Right, it's a classic villain moment. Instead of just turning around and saying, where the fuck are my drugs? Which is the question that needs to be answered. It's not dramatic that way, Dave. You know it. He also finishes off by capping off a random henchman. He just asks him a question. He wasn't random. He was dumb and bad at his job and disrespected Riza. No, no, no. He was also uh, ignorant about the actual work and said something really rude to Riza without realizing it. Mm. Well, Riza decides to show off his total badness so that he can have a pseudo redemption arc by shooting this guy just dead. Yeah. He murders several of his henchmen for some petty reasons. (laughs) Okay. But I feel like it's around holiday time and like, you know, you have that one aunt that's like, Oh, congratulations. I'm like, yeah, I graduated. I'm like, yeah, and aren't you the one going to have a bait? No. No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Not me, bitch. Not me. (laughs) I am not the one. (laughs) So, like, I get it. But I can't, you know, just cap that ant. Yeah, that's fair. To be honest, I am more offended by his use of Bob Marley quotes throughout his villainous moments because I don't know what the fuck they were going for in the script with those, but it did not land. What what Bob Marley quotes? Oh, my God. When he goes at the end, when he goes to launch the missile before he changes his mind, he says, in this great future, you can't forget your past. Forget your past. Yeah. yeah. And then before that, uh, when they first shoot the missile so that he can't hit it off remotely, he says, now I got to go shoot the sheriff and the deputy. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. And he had a previously referenced to Bob Marley painting that he had hanging on the wall. So it was obviously a callback to that. But it just, I don't know what the fuck they were going for, but it didn't work. 
it worked on the sheriff and the deputy because Paul yeah. Walker ends up being the sheriff at the end of the movie. So it was like, a, uh, like he already knew in his yeah, heart. Okay. The sheriff and the deputy. I guess it's just the one it, line as he's going to blow up a city in quotes. Bob Marley in this great future, you can't forget your yeah, past. Yeah, no, no, what? that one was a reach too far. That one okay, was well, no. no, no, no. So I understood that as the moment when he when he realized that it was a lose lose situation. If you like. yeah, but still, that's there's so many other better quotes. Right, that's where you say shit. I can't kill millions of people for this. You don't quote Bob Marley in that moment. Well. Yeah, no, that that's really appropriate for Rizzo's character, right? The the man is very strategic, and he had spent the, his okay, entire well, time he should research on a better quote. The transactionality of it, but he also spent a lot of time emphasizing his work with the community, right? He is in in many senses a black revolutionary, and so they didn't show any of no, that though. That is they just right. showed him as a dude that was selling it. cocaine and then didn't get his cocaine money. He is a drug dealer murderer who claims that he is a high class person. We don't see any of that horse yet. They build that later. You know what in, classy people it. say all the time? Man, I'm classy. <laughs> like, <laughs> People who are community leaders aren't like, hey, I'm a community leader. Listen, Usually those man, people like, are just douchebags. You got to do what you got to do when you've been walled off. What do you What do? you do? Not murder people. Listen, Rizzo might as well, before he went to not launch the rocket, should have been like, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. That is the equivalent <laughs> of that fucking Bob Marley. It doesn't make sense. Rizzo does have a fantastic quote. When he says, cash rules everything around me. You know that one, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Time yeah, out. I don't. I'm not I ready to it. move on from Bob Marley. Okay. Really quick. I just looked up and realized I'm staring at Bob Marley quote on my wall, which would be a better quote for this film. Don't gain the world and lose your soul. Wisdom is better than silver and gold. Right. It wasn't even the best Bob Marley quote for the situation. <laughs> right. I think Come that on, was Rizza? the only one he could think of, and he panicked. You know what I mean? I don't think Rizzo wrote the script. You've done that. No, I, it's just like, I think maybe he I helped. I think he might have wrote that. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, all right. You claim that he's a community leader. Let's look at the actual community leader for the Brick Mansions in this, the hero Lino, who is stealing his drugs and flushing them down the drain. And pouring drain cleaner on them, which was a very creative move. Didn't have much time. Had to really quickly I'm get I'm sorry. In there. I'm just picturing Rizza as a community leader, like coach who blocks kids shot. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, he may go to the game, but he's certainly not helping anyone. <laughs> There's many this ways to be a community leader, Casey. Was Rizza secretly running a fancy restaurant in Brick Mansions? Like, was there some bougie people in there, too? No, Why, because eat? he was making curry? No, no, the his whole setup of his like office office slash kitchen kind of looked like a shitty L.A. fake nice restaurant, like a sushi restaurant where it's like super dark. There's some neon lighting, a lot of knives. Yeah, there there was a throwaway line where he explained that the building that he was in was supposed to be some like bougie five star place when the brick mansions was built before it all went to pot. So he just inhabited. Oh. 
the nicest building in the brick mansion and kept the kitchen up to snuff and let the rest of it go to shit, I guess. Which is a very particular aesthetic. Okay. Well, you know, they say the kitchen is the heart of the home. It's where everybody always hangs out. So I, I have a problem with Riza personally, though. Because apparently they kept claiming... Do you hear that, Riza? He listens to this <laughs> podcast. I have, I have You're going to get us canceled, um, bro. That'd be great. If Riza canceled me, I'd, I'd just celebrate. Uh, I'd, so, I'd um, cool please cancel me. I'd frame that tweet. Yeah, right. Like, I'm shocked please. you know what that means. Just, right. Mention me. Anything. In any Old way. man Jay. Uh, I'm really impressed. <laughs> so, um, here's my beef with Riza, right? He has apparently this like 2014 Mustang that he's in love with. It doesn't even look like a GTR. Like I, I don't, I don't know or whatever they're they're high end. I don't fucking follow Mustangs anymore. A Cobra or a Shelby. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't even yeah. look like a high end package. It's got like stock fucking rims. And there's there's a Ferrari in there. There's like a Porsche 911 in their fucking garage. Uh, there's I think a Lambo. Uh, there was Monte Carlos. There was a bunch of shit. Like fucking why the Mustang? Well, I'll tell you why. It's a Johnny Cash one piece at a time situation because he lives in a fucking military occupied hellhole thing. People have to butt smuggle that in. He can't be getting a Land Rover. People are only so big. Okay, there was a there was a truck with a fucking machine gun mounted on the back, which is appropriately Michigan. Like if I was driving yes. down the highway and I saw a truck just pass me with a guy on the back and a mounted machine gun, I would shrug and go, that unfortunately checks out. I'm pretty sure I've seen that on a country road at least twice. I It wasn't a country road, but I've 100% had that pass me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've seen that, I think, probably yeah, closer absolutely. to home base. Right? Right? And there's, you have to have that moment where you go, like, are they moving stuff around from one of the military bases, or is this just a psychopath who bought... <laughs> A U.S. Army surplus Jeep. Here's my explanation for Riza and his obsession with his Mustang, despite all the other cars that are in there. So as we've previously established, Riza's character is like fake bougie. He's just okay. one of these people that uses big words and claims to be high bougie class. Bougie on a budget. Right. Uh, and he lives in a walled off war torn section of Detroit. So obviously the Ferraris, the Lambos, those are all kit cars, right? It's fiberglass over like a go-kart engine. <laughs> And they cannot be driven on the roads through the brick mansions because you can't drive those on a Michigan road normally, (laughs) much less one that's had all civil services shut off. Savage. You're not wrong. So I would propose that the 2014 Mustang, even though it is probably a four cylinder, is first of all, the only (laughs) real car there and car capable of navigating the roads of brick mansions. All right, touche. Fuck it. I, I, I can't argue with that. Well done, Dave. Well I done bet you. there's a snuff holder in that car is all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a feeling yeah, I've absolutely. got. It's pure Michigan. Oh, man. Okay. That's not the only beef I have with vehicles or maybe not the only not beef. So there's a scene in which Paul Walker is on the back of a 300 and they're supposedly doing like 80 miles an hour in downtown Detroit. And he is hanging on the back of the trunk from the spoiler of this 300. And it's a pretty, (laughs) it's a pretty fun action scene because uh, there's the bad guy in the front shooting at him and he ends up popping the trunk 
kicking in and, and getting in and it's it's great but i just want to say that i've been in detroit and if that would have passed me i also would have went yeah that checks out yeah, yeah that is not my business <laughs> right first yeah, of all that is none of that is my business i got yeah okay it's not that that fucks with me the physics of how he goes from hanging on to the fin with yeah, one arm yeah right and then somehow even though the guy's going like 70 80 miles an hour what does he get on with his legs that he can then open the trunk and then get inside the the trunk gets knocked loose so it is able to open yeah he but where is his body weight trunk. Um, yeah but where is the where is his body right, weight going his body for long weight? enough for him I, to you have to push that door up so he would basically have to like jump up and do almost the splits thing with his legs on the end of the bumper pop it open and immediately like probably one hand lift up one hand down and immediately dive in or something okay but the the caveat is is yes that could happen but he also can't have his head raised above his forearm because the whole time old boy is in the front seat shooting at him with like like a semi-automatic so like he can't ever get above he can't ever get above the trunk door have you seen I mean, Paul Walker without his shirt on? Have you seen him in shorts? Deep squats. Deep squats. It doesn't impress me. See, I just assume the 300 has one of those fancy automatic trunks that can open and close itself, and it's just, like, really strong. Oh, yeah, the so kind that, like, oh, yeah. can lift 200 pounds. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That wouldn't absolutely destroy all the old people that buy that car. <laughs> <laughs> your fucking nana get her sweater caught in her 300 thing and she ends up getting hung for two days because no one calls her don't set the don't set the baby down on the trunk before you pop the lighter you might just launch them all right that 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 the trunk scene did not make sense in that chase sequence or that cool, whole though. car sequence yeah it was very cool and it might have gone on a little too long, but it did end yes. with a scene I've seen several times before, but I still goddamn love. They crash into the police station, resulting in the bad guy getting ejected out of the vehicle and into the police station in front of awaiting officers. Nah, love it. Get out of it. my Any, car. Anytime a chase sequence ends with the criminal jail. being literally thrown into cops that weren't aware they're coming, love that scene. And he had a great villain name. He was George the Greek. Yeah, George the Greek was a fantastic villain, which is why yes. I'm so confused why the movie just kind of chucks him out like 30 minutes in and doesn't use him anymore. No, I, I love that. that. He's a great like introduction to the characters, and and he was a lot of fun, and I don't think he would have continued to be a lot of fun if we, if we kept him going. And he was great. And and George the Greek also had one of my other favorite things, which is his villain lair was inside of a fucking Chinese laundry mat. You put a quarter in the dryer. The dryer sinks back into the wall. They walk back. And then there are lockers that move away to this clean room where they're processing fucking drugs. It's beautiful. Okay, but I do need to talk about that for a second because, yeah. okay, your first secret door behind a wall of uh, washers in a laundromat, love it. 
classic. It's great. Yes. But then to have that lead down a cement staircase to a wall of lockers. Why did you hide the lockers in the first place? You don't put a secret door behind a secret door unless you put something in that first room to give you a reason to make it secret. Bear like you're giving away that there's another door here. Do you know what's in the lockers? Cocaine, presumably. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just go down and pick up your order. I assume it's like one of those like tent foyers for the mosquitoes. Yeah. I might have once or twice as as a younger person uh, put quarters in dryers and laundromats just to see what happened. All right. Well, we need to talk at least a little bit about our two main stars of the film, the ones that aren't villains, Paul Walker and David Bell. This was actually Paul Walker's last film, not the, the last one to come out, but the last full film that he actually uh, filmed, which uh, maybe not the strongest note to go out on for him. Okay, might not be the strongest, but I would say that I liked this better than a Fast and a Furious movie. And I'm Ooh. not saying all of them, but I've only watched like the first three. Yeah, there's so many. Nope, I haven't seen one. the second one. I've seen the first and the third one. <laughs> yeah, he had some pretty solid fight sequences in this. They got a little choppy choppy with him at times. But overall, it looked like he was putting in the work on it. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they were entertaining and they were well lit and well choreographed. And I enjoyed him. David Bell is, I mean, far, far, far better, uh, both as a martial artist and obviously yeah. his parkour is just astounding to watch. Like the intro uh, scene with him in the hallway and then running over the buildings is fucking fantastic. It's it's almost unfair because David Bell literally invented the sport of parkour and yeah. the film that this is based off of district B 13 was essentially just a film about how cool David Bell looks doing parkour. Yeah. I'd watch it because guess what? He looks cool doing parkour. So case you haven't seen district B 13. No. Oh man. So that, that whole opening hallway sequence of this movie is a shot for shot remake of the same scene in district B 13. And Aww. it stars all the same people, including David Bell and that's actually why this movie made me think I got so high I could speak French once. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, is that I really get a shot-for-shot shot reproduction with the same people? Almost, yeah. Um, you know, there's a few characters that have been swapped. Anybody who's speaking English has been swapped out. Um, but right. Reza yeah, they, was in the first one. Yeah, Reza was in the first one. I think Yeti was in the first one, too, actually. Um, I watched it with you, like, back in the apartment. Yeah. Oh, the original District B-13 is fantastic. It came out in 2004. I love that movie. I've seen it many, many times. When Brick Mansions came out, I didn't know jack shit about it. Um, just that it had Paul Walker and it had some cool kung fu. So I turned it on one day on Netflix. And then I went to go get snacks because I was very high. And when I came back, District B-13 was playing. And I was like, oh, I must have hit play on that. And like, okay, I will, I'll watch this again because it's a great movie. And then people started talking, and then I realized that I could understand it, which this is a French movie, so I shouldn't be able to understand it. <laughs> and then it took, a, it, it took until Paul Walker showed up before I realized that it was just in English and I wasn't that high. But what it's if you scary. got so high you just learned French? <laughs> 
I know, but did you like start making plans for your new future as like a fluent French speaker? I was I was doing the mental calculus. I'm like, how high do I need to be to understand French slash can I interact with people on a transactional level at this level of high? Oh, I immediately okay, so a similar situation happened to me is I had heard a K pop song, the English version oh, so yeah. many times. And then I heard the non-English version, but I knew all the words and I was just like, wait, 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 <laughs> wait a fucking minute. Cause your eyes, nose, lips, every, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my it God. It finally happened. I learned Korean by yes! osmosis. Like I knew I could just cheat the work and then just do it. Saturation. Yes. <laughs> Suck at every teacher I've ever had. Just kidding. You guys were great. But you knew this was coming. Suck it. Um, yeah, it's disappointing. I was already like, oh, my God, I'm going to travel. I'm going to make a YouTube blog. I learned Korean overnight. Hashtag clickbait kind of question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to ask you guys a question about this movie. because Maybe this is just a me thing. It feels like just a me thing. But like when David Bell's doing his parkour thing throughout the movie, when he does the huge jumps, like yeah. from one roof to another, that's super cool and all. And like, I love watching that. But it's when he does shit like jumping through a car window and makes it yeah. look like he's just sliding off of things. I feel offended. <laughs> okay. So like, I told Casey when we watched it, I said, this whole fight scene between Paul Walker and David Bell in front of the van is just an excuse for David Bell to jump through car windows. Right. It's just to yes. show off how easily <laughs> he can just whoop through a car window. Right. And right. like, sir, you don't need to show off like that. He has pushed to start and he always keeps his keyless key fob in the car, but has the windows stuck to only certainly open like a, a certain amount of open. Like, if you can parkour as good as me, you can have my car. <laughs> he does not use a fucking door ever. And guess what? Am I no. talking shit? No, because if I could do that, I wouldn't either. I would cool oh, man the fuck not. out of everyone all right. the time. Case, what was your favorite David Bell moment? Ooh, I like when he did the spin on the wall to run away from Paul Walker the jumps between buildings just like made me have phantom shin splint pain real bad. I hated it. Um, I know. And he's always shirtless and he has to roll when always. he lands and yeah. every roof is covered in rocks. Why do right. your roofs have rocks on them? Okay. Um, I'm going to say when he jumped off, he dove like off a roof, grabbed a fire escape rode it down as he swung his body down and then kicked his feet through an open window and ran through their apartment. And everyone's just like, oh, what's up, parkour guy? Bye. Oh, yeah. You can tell yeah. he does that at least three times a week. Like everyone <laughs> in that building just leaves oh, their no. windows open because otherwise Lino's just going to come crashing through it. Do you think it's like, okay, so I've had two blind dogs in my life. Do you think it's like 
if they rearrange the furniture and forget to tell him, <laughs> like, <laughs> fall over your couch. Right. Like one of these days, somebody's going to decide they don't want natural light and put a dresser in front of the window. And Lino's just going to bounce <laughs> off that fucker and fall. It's like a Santa <laughs> situation. Like you got to make sure you keep your hallways clean. kids. What? I like that we just turned this into like a Kung Fu hustle. It's because David Bell is such an amazingly talented martial artist and parkour expert that I just, I want to see him fail. I need to know he's human. Are you human? I was just going to say, are you? (laughs) Tell me. I need to know we're the same species. Always shirtless. Why is he always shirtless? I would be too if I had that torso. Because he has a 72 pack. So... (laughs) Like, this man has abs like snakes have scales. It's terrifying. But he's not, like, that dehydrated ripped that's, like, kind of can be a little intense looking sometimes. Like, he looks well hydrated. He looks like he eats food and also parkour. No, he he looks like a racehorse that the Blue Fairy waved its wand at. Just at any (laughs) moment. Like that Japanese horse dating game? (laughs) Yes. Like, I'm sorry, Lido, but... I like you in your natural form, an actual horse with a Lido face. (laughs) Okay, so I mentioned earlier, I think Yeti, the big giant guy that worked for Mm -hmm. Rizzo, who was one of his enforcers, should be in a romantic comedy because he he gets pigeonholed. Okay, I'll say it. I'll take a tough stance. He does get pigeonholed, uh, admittedly, because he is a terrifying human mountain of a man. He is not. I bet he is sweet and well read. You leave him alone. He it listen, he gets jumped by Lino and Paul Walker. How's that fair? Two on one, not fair. (laughs) Deep cut. (laughs) Deep, deep anime cut. Let me stop right here. I would like to remake this movie, but retroactively. So Paul Walker is gonna be played by Paul Newman. Okay. Okay. And David Bell is going to be played by Dustin Hoffman. And I think that would work. Is that not the perfect casting? The the action scenes are going to be very interesting. Lit. Very, very interesting. I want, see, I want this to be remade. um, And David Bell is again going to play the exact same part. Because at this okay. point, it's a bit, and we need to continue with it, where we keep remaking the same movie and not changing one of the principal actors. In Paul Walker's character, I want to be played by Tom Cruise. Just because I'm pretty sure if Tom Cruise had to share a scene with David Bell, he would kill himself in the yes! attempt to keep up. Yay! <laughs> I mean, Tom Cruise has already broken an ankle trying to parkour on roofs in a Mission Impossible movie. You put him in a scene with David Bell? Oh, my God. I need to see that attempt. Okay. David Bell's a suppressive person. (laughs) He will never agree to it. I'm going to say once that movie gets pitched and then denied, I'm going to say Jackie Chan is his new partner and out parkours him. You know, Dave... I'm not going to lie to you. I just read the 
plot synopsis again to District B13, and it is the exact same movie. Dude, it's I the forgot. exact it is same literally the exact, movie. Wow, I forgot. No wonder I was like, man, I really like like this. Yeah, seems really... it is. It wow. is not. It is not a remake. It's a remaster. <laughs> yeah. They use you know the what? same sets. It is <laughs> bad. I wish they would do that with some movies. Don't give me a remake. Just redo it. Do it again you know, with more money. As, as somebody who does like to watch a lot of foreign films, it is nice to be able to look away and like focus on my food and still pay attention to the dialogue. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Right? So David Bell and Paul Walker's fight scenes were all pretty solid. Um, but Yes! Uh, what about the other fight scenes in the movie? Like, what about our two femme fatale fight scenes between Reza and Lino's girlfriend slash ex-girlfriend? Okay, so so Reza, Reza is one of uh, Reza's thugs. Um, she specifically works with K2, who is who's played by Gauchi Boy, right? And uh, Reza, or Reza, see, I'm going to get the two confused. Reza is a fucking badass because the first time we see her, it's sniping people with a 50 cal from a fucking uh, van. So, um, she is a badass. Kind of... Her kung fu and her martial arts scenes were pretty solid. Her yeah, yeah. she's trained in BJJ. Her dialogue was some cringy bullshit, though. I don't know. I like, like super edgy. I thought it was fun. Safe words are for pussies. Like, come on, yeah. just fight Played already. Tap out Scooby-Doo. What did I say? (laughs) Also, like, related to the fact it was very drunk, Casey, to just be walking seafood, grab food, walk food. Your food now. (laughs) It's your food now. I did like that Lino's girlfriend was a bit of, like, a deus ex machina in that the movie didn't just fridge her. She was an amazing driver when she needed to be. She was a great martial artist when she needed to be. She was a hell of a shot when she needed to be. Just whatever the movie had written itself into a corner, Lino's girlfriend could suddenly do. Yeah, I like that they implied, like, this is not the first time this shit has happened. This is part of the reason why we broke up. Is because you can't leave your work at home and I'll be oh, getting yeah. kidnapped. I'm going to get fired again if I keep getting kidnapped. She gets abducted by a drug dealer and her ex-boyfriend comes crashing through the skylight like goddamn Batman. And she <laughs> me- immediately launches into an argument about this is why we broke up. How many you dated Batman lady? How many times has this scenario happened? Well, Batman is David Bell, who I, I don't know, I think is a little bit more handsome and also probably pretty flexible. I enjoyed a lot of the action in this film. Basically everything but the shooting. But I'm going to have to call bullshit on some things. Oh. Movie police. David Bell is running and does a flip, like a handstand over a park bench that a guy is sitting on and takes his belt off while he's doing a flip without like stopping or slowing down and then uses that as a zip tie and bing bongo bango a zip tie he er, (laughs) uses it as a zip line yeah bingo bango and i'm just questioning of how did he get that guy's belt off that fast also like is he like is it gonna be like fucking the flash like 
oh, hey, babe, do you want to go sit down on my bed? Like, yeah, sure. And like you're going to sit and before your ass hits the mattress, he already took your bra off, but your shirt's still on. You're like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) I don't understand. You just sit down on the bed and he just does a flip over you and takes the bra off. Um, Right. Well, one, I paid very close attention and that man already had his belt undone in the scene. (laughs) Why? So, That's my follow-up question. Why? I, he was a bit larger of a man, so maybe just for comfort and, you know, yeah, there's Bell's no always scanning the scene. There's no buffet at Brick Mansions. Like, if you're big and you take your belt off, it's because, like, you just had a big meal. But they're in a war zone. Um. All right. Well, either way, uh, there are really goddamn good pickpockets that can very deftly remove the belt off another human being without them even seeing it or knowing that yeah. it happened. And it's goddamn delightful to watch. I don't believe that David Bell possesses that skill set. And the movie just kind of magicked it because he needed something to zip line on the power cable that probably wouldn't hold his weight. But we allow it to happen because it's cool. Yeah. Here's what I'm cool. going to say. I'm not going to limit David Bell and say that he can't do that. Because I feel like if he hears that he can't, he's going to, and he's going to take it out on you, and I support him in doing it, Dave. So I believe in you, David. Not you, this David. And I will say- David Bell, I believe in you. Oh, thanks for clarifying that you don't believe in me. No. No, I believe in him more than I believe in you. Can you do a fucking backflip? I believe in David Bell more than I believe in me. So, I mean, like, don't take it personally. You ain't special. And I guess, you know, what would have made a little bit more sense is if David Bell had just removed his own belt or maybe had had on a shirt he could take off to use for the zipline portion. Just pop that top off, buddy. You work hard for it. Show it off. But it was important that we see how ripped he is, so the shirt had to go way earlier in the scene. Always. Paul Walker has a fight scene that's, that's been done many times for... Uh, and he does a decent job with it, which is where he's handcuffed to a steering wheel and uses that both defensively and offensively to fight off his attackers. And yeah, I decent. I don't know why that became a trope in martial arts movies, I, I know, but I've right? seen that scene like four times now. It's a and fun I'm still prop. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, right, right. You're, you can do a lot with it. it. Right, and the guy puts the gun to his hand. You like at some point he's gonna realize that he's stuck and he's gonna shrug right. and he's ripped the steering wheel off and you what does he do yoink that Shrugs sucker and off, off. Yep. and then you know then when somebody's like throws a punch you catch it in the steering right. wheel and you turn right. like you're steering the car. <laughs> yeah, i've seen jackie chan movies i know how this right. goes right right <laughs> one quick thing the ending scene when everybody storms city hall and they're like clamoring and tossing over shit and pushing people all I could hear. And I really feel like they missed the mark on soundtrack for this scene. They should have had city hall by tenacious D. Cause that's what I was singing in my fucking head. <laughs> a riot, a riot. Just yeah. like <laughs> that would have been the best. The soundtrack for the whole movie needs to be completely redone because it's all just terrible dubstep and it did not age well. It is Let very Let us do it for you. Let us do it for you. It's going to be a lot of tenacious D. All right. We've 
we've rambled on enough. We need to get down to the question that we ask every single week. So, Casey, I'm going to start it off with you. Paul Walker's final film from 2014, Brick Mansions. Would you watch it again? Ooh, I'm not a big Paul Walker gal. Um, no disrespect, just not my flavor of tea. But I fucking really enjoyed the action scenes in this. Not every single one of them was great, but not mm. every single one of them were great. But the ones that were were really, really fun. I was actually trying to show my parents how to watch this movie on my phone, but they just they weren't getting it. So I showed them <laughs> part of the trailer and I, in the trailer, they show some of those cool fight scenes, but they cut the scenes off before you get the payoff. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, okay, wait, this one's going to be, oh, oh, fuck, they show. Okay, mom, you just got to watch it. You just call your son and have him explain how to use Netflix. <laughs> um, so I apologize to my brother in advance if that call goes through. Uh, but, yeah, I had fun Ooh. with this movie. We got to see Rizzo more than we got to see Method Man last week. Yes, I would watch it again. Jay, how about you? 2014's Brick Mansions. Would you watch it again? I I agree with you about the action in this. And it really, uh, it is very action-packed. And now that I'm realizing that it's just a carbon copy of District B-13, I'm not upset because I had fun with it. David Bell's fantastic. And I yes. really think Rizzo, Rizzo is sometimes isn't amazing as an actor, but when he gets it, there are moments when he he tells everybody, let's ride or die. Dude, I was sold, man. So there is some moments in there that I love it. Rizza's great. So I will absolutely be watching Brick Mansions. I watched it twice, two days in a row. I'm definitely going to watch it again. But Dave, you did this. It was up to you. 2014's Brick Mansions, would you watch it again? God, it is. It's difficult because... The correct answer, if you if you haven't seen Brick Mansions, and more importantly, if you haven't seen District B-13, you should not watch Brick Mansions. You should just watch District B-13. It is this movie, but better in almost every way. But at the same time, the stuff that they do in District B-13 is still really goddamn fun in Brick Mansions. And Paul Walker does a lot better in the fight sequences than I really expected him to. They definitely yeah. have to cut around him a bit. But he man, the man bit. does pretty solid. They're still enjoyable to watch. Right. I, They're fun. You know, Rizza's, it's not his best performance. It's not his worst performance. He's good as a cartoonish villain. Not so much towards the end when they're trying to make him have a redemption arc. I want to see that plate before he posts it to Instagram. Like I, that's what I want to see. I want to follow his character on Insta, please. Absolutely. And he did sell me on, I need to go out and buy one of those cartoonish Chinese uh, butcher knives because like, I just need that for cooking. That looks it incredible. It had me thinking for you sure. Know? So even though district B 13 is objectively better in almost every way, I would absolutely watch brick mansions again, just for the fun of everybody that's in it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to watch both of them again, probably. What? All right. All right. Well, it has been a while for us, but that is three out of three unanimous are going to watch Brick Mansions again. Woo-hoo. Nice When was day. the last time we did that? Was that uh, Crossroads? I'm pretty sure it was Crossroads. Uh, no. no, I don't think it was. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was it not crossroads. crossroads. It was. 
I know my Trust heart, me. Casey, and I know Dave, my Dave, you don't even no. listen to the podcast, dude. You didn't even realize we were recording. It was Crossroads. Trust me. That is it for the three of our picks for Killer Bee Month, which means next week is a fan pick. Casey, what have they selected for us? Every single person I asked about their favorite Wu-Tang Clan member movie, the first thing they said was How High, which happens to have two members of the Wu-Tang Clan. Bonus! We have Method Man. We have Red Man. I haven't seen this movie in a few years, but I do remember watching it the last time and going... Yeah. I don't think this is yeah. going to age well. I think it is. I think it's going to be okay. We'll find out. Follow us on social, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at badmoviesbadpeople, PPL, Instagram at casey.cinema, Patreon slash shittycinema or shittycinema.com. Check the description below if you didn't catch all that. And if you want to help us out, give us a thumbs up on Facebook, share this podcast with friends, follow us on motherfucking Instagram. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights flush a bunch of drugs down the toilet, and go tag team a giant. Uh